At law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered to be especially demanding. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are part of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. Welcome everyone to the last episode of season three of Allens Confidential. Confidential. We're lucky enough to be joined this episode by Lauren Kay and Manreet Singh, two absolute legends who also happen to be the face of Allens for graduate recruitment. I am Geneva and I'm here with my work wife and bestie Rose. Hello, Rose. Hello, Geneva. It's great to be with you. It is great to be here today. Our theme of this episode is besties. Rose and I are besties and we are here with Manreet and Lauren, who are also besties from our grad resourcing team. Welcome both to our podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And I mean, also it is Lauren's podcast. She's been with us since day one. So thank you for now coming from behind the scenes to be on the mic. Well, I feel like it's taken a long time for me to get here. That's right. You, you haven't to, asked me earlier. You had to earn your spot on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on a very serious note, though, this actually I think will be a really exciting episode for a lot of our listeners because it's the inside track, the recruiters. What are they looking for? Why are they best friends? <laughs> Why is Alan's the best? We should start. What's your origin story, guys? How did you come to the firm and how did you become best friends such that, spoiler, Lauren has asked Manreet a really special question. Well, we're not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you both are, actually. Manreet's already married, just to disclose that. Um, I am getting married, but Manreet has um, agreed to be one of my bridesmaids. So there you go. Congratulations so, to you both. Thank you. Thanks. So... How did we meet? So we both started Allen's, I think, four weeks apart in the Sydney office. I moved over from Perth, which is where I'm from, got the job at Allen's in the grad recruitment team and was in the Sydney office for about a year and then had to break the news to Lauren and let her know that I was being relocated to the Melbourne office. Um, So opportunity came about to take up the grad consultant role for Melbourne. Um, So I moved over there in 2017, I think, and have been working in the grad team since. You weren't relocated. You chose to move. (laughs) You left me on purpose. (laughs) So now we're doing the long distance thing. And how have you managed to make this happen? Because Geneva is moving to Melbourne next year (laughs) and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to deal with it. Will we stay friends? Will my anger just... (laughs) Fester away. Will you also move to Melbourne? <laughs> Let's just change the friendship yeah. then. Melbourne and Sydney. And so how is it that you both came to be working at Allen? So Lauren, you obviously have a bit of an accent and it's delightful to listen to, but it sort of betrays a different background story. A bit of an accent. <laughs> Apparently Australians get a bit confused when they hear my accent because a lot of people ask whereabouts in Canada I'm from. Canada? Yeah, which is interesting. You don't apologise nearly that much. <laughs> I moved to Sydney in June 2016. I was interviewed here at Allen's. I just really loved my interview. My our boss, um, Jenny, is an absolute legend. She was the reason why I chose to come here. She's going to love you giving her a shout out. I know. You're welcome, Jen. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's a classic story. Why Allen's? Our people. Our yeah, people. exactly. Damn it, you took one of my answers to one of the other <laughs> questions. It's the whole point of the podcast. Meet the people. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then have been with Alan since. So I was lucky enough to get permanent residency earlier this year, actually, through Alan. So that was a sponsorship um, on a 457 visa. So I was really lucky to get that and obviously to still be here in Australia. We're glad you're still here. Thanks. And what about you, Manreet? How did you find your way to the firm? Yeah, so I was working in Perth in the property industry. Um, so hadn't worked in legal, knew nothing about it. It was very new world for me. And I guess I was just looking for growth and new opportunities. So 
started applying for roles in Sydney and then, yeah, interviewed uh, from the Perth office and then, yeah, made the big brave move to move over to Sydney and, yeah, now I've moved cities again but (laughs) Melbourne's home now. Having come from backgrounds in different industries, how do you both find the legal graduate recruitment process or industry differs from where you came from before? Mm. Well, I worked in oil and gas before, again, in grad recruitment. It's completely different. I think we're recruiting different types of people, which is the first and kind of biggest difference. And in oil and gas, it was a bit of a tumultuous time. The oil and gas industry was going into decline. But I think the recruitment in general, because the law societies stipulate when we go to market, when we do interviews, when we make offers, it's really strict and kind of how much we can do and how much we can change like our hands are kind of tied to stick to the guidelines and every state's different as well so often when we're having team meetings with Perth, Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney it's kind of like oh when are you guys open oh yeah I forgot that etc and trying to make sure that you're rolling things out nationally and having a same approach it's different in each of the markets as well. Yeah totally I think the biggest thing that I found was as Lauren mentioned the differences in what the guidelines say, when we can recruit and it, you know, we go to conferences and we go to seminars with grad recruiters across all industries. And I Mm. feel like the legal people are like just in the corner together (laughs) because, because it is so different. Um, And, you know, we are only recruiting a student with one type of degree. And what kind of student do you find, you know, is there a certain kind of person that you tend to get through the door? Yeah, look, we try to recruit for a broad range of different people because that just brings different ways of thinking and different perspectives to the table when it comes to to work as well. Typically, I know this is very cliche, but someone that's just well-rounded. So, you know, not just got the academics and the work experience, but is a person and has a personality and can, can have a chat. And I think that's what a big part of our recruitment process is about. It's about getting to know you as an individual. I've been here since 2016 now and seeing the different people that come through the door. There's not one Alan's type and I'm not just saying that for lip service. There's genuinely everyone is so different and so diverse and I think that's what the best thing is about Alan's because it's very inclusive and people feel like it sounds silly but it's almost like they're at home when they're at work because you can bring your whole self to work and I think that's that's really nice. That is really nice. That seems like a lot of effort to go to to get to know the whole of someone when you you know how many applications would you get a year? That's a lot of people you need to yeah each state is different know. in Sydney, we had nearly six hundred applications for the summer clerkship itself, and then in Melbourne you had we have about eight hundred in Melbourne. yeah, do you have any strategies? What's your the best way that you find to get to know someone quickly and early on? Well, we actually, every time we go out on campus, we tend to say to students to make more of an effort to come to kind of careers, various presentations, any skills sessions or workshops with um, each of the firms, because I feel like that's their best opportunity to get to know the firms, because you want to go somewhere where you feel like, as I said, you can bring your whole self to work. So when we go onto campus, we try to bring a broad range of people, doesn't necessarily need to be alumni. Like I regularly take you two to campus because you guys love speaking to students and like giving back. It is the most fun. Yeah, the highlight of any day. Do you have any go-to topics that you chat with students about to break the ice? Not really. I think they're pretty confident in coming up to us and asking questions. Yeah. A lot about the people. 
obviously, because yep. that's the only way they can really differentiate mm-hmm. between the firms. All the firms have great clients. They do great pro bono work. They all are achieving great things. Obviously, Alan's more so than everyone. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but thanks for saying it. And and that's why having the podcast, <laughs> why having the podcast is so great because it gives people an insight into the firm that they wouldn't have been privy to otherwise. Including just how much rubbish Rose and I talk with each other. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if this is really helping or hindering. <laughs> well, you did ask to, to be famous, so. That's true. Are you famous yet? I don't know. I mean, my uncle listens to the podcast. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I feel like we've had quite a lot of downloads, but then I, I went on holiday with a friend recently from London who I was delighted to hear had listened or should subscribe to the podcast, but then she told me she'd never listened. So what is fame, really? <laughs> it's a fickle friend, Harry. Yeah. So I guess we're talking now about students on campus and having a chat with you and starting to get into this process. So do you have any advice that you'd give to students to help them prepare for clerkships in the earlier years of study, you know, before they get to that point on campus where they meet you? The biggest thing is to just start early. So, you know, get out to these careers fairs and, you know, the presentations that firms do, etc. At Allens, we also run a program for pre-penultimate students called the Dive-In Program and that runs nationally and that's a great opportunity for students to not only meet people at the firm but get an insight into the type of work that we do, who our clients are and we also run a lot of sessions within that program to equip them for their career more broadly. So things like personal branding, networking, making elevator pitches and things like that Um, and we found more so in recent years because we've changed up the format a little bit and Mm -hmm. made it shorter sessions across a few months um, that students are actually making friends and making connections of other students at the universities at other universities that they didn't know when before they started the program so that's been really nice to see and yeah just get out on campus yeah I think what did you guys do because a lot of the time I speak to students and I'm like oh have you heard about your dive-in program and they're like no I don't know what that is and I think it's not until you get to your penultimate year where you're like oh this is the year I'm supposed to apply for clerkships. What do I do? Oh yeah that was me. (laughs) Yeah unfortunately I can't tell you that I was really prepared. I um, Sometimes I meet people and they're like, oh, I'm in my first year of law. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Like, I didn't even know what commercial firms were in my first year. I didn't think I found out about it until about my fourth or fifth year. Well, can I tell you, I did know about the dive-in program because I was rejected from it. Oh, <laughs> that was before my time. Not guilty. But it's a good news story. I made it here in the end, so that's not a big deal. Um, but would you, yeah. going back now, would you have engaged with firms earlier on? Do you know, I probably would have tried to meet people when they were on campus more, but mm. the, the things that I focused on when I was at uni with things that I enjoyed. So, you know, Manrit, you were talking about being well-rounded. Wow, low-key shade, Neva. <laughs> <laughs> but, do you know, like my my whole enjoyment of uni wasn't focused around just academics, right? So that wasn't the only thing I did. Like I had sport and I was part of different clubs on campus and because I was just doing things that I liked. Mm. And I felt like, you know, when it came to interview time, I felt very much not as accomplished as a person who had 10 different awards in academics. But I had my own story to tell and I had different things that I had done. And I mean, obviously someone saw some value in that. So Mm. I think that's a really good point that you've just made. Everyone's story is so different and, you know, we don't expect everyone to apply for diving and everyone to do these pre-penultimate programs at firms. Make your story what it is and get the experience that is accessible to you and you know everyone's week is different some people volunteer and work some people only have the time to work or they can't work at all or whatever the situation may mm. be 
Yeah. I think it's about engaging early though. Honestly, like we rolled out something this year called Meet and Engage and it's an online platform where essentially we're on the back end and students can register for this chat room and ask any questions online and they just type it and then we'll type a reply. It's very much MSN Messenger kind of type things. Throw back to chat rooms. Um, but it works and people can do it from the comfort of their own home, you know, whilst they're at uni on campus on their phone. It's, it's great and we've had so much engagement and it just means you can ask the questions that you might not even feel comfortable asking in person. Rose and I did one of those meet and engage sessions. I loved it on this end. And I think if I had engaged in that as a student, I would have loved it as well. Yeah. It was so convenient. As mm. you say, you can be literally anywhere yeah. and ask all your embarrassing questions. Yeah, it was pretty unfiltered as well. I enjoyed it. It was really unfiltered. That was the best part. It was like, okay, let's actually get to this. Let's talk about the real things. Yeah. And even yeah. like LinkedIn, I think is definitely on the rise for more students to get LinkedIn because it's a good opportunity for you to profile yourself as well online. Absolutely. And you know, I've had a few students reach out to me on LinkedIn and ask to grab a coffee, which I absolutely encourage people to do because I love meeting students and going for coffees and having a chat. The cold email is underrated as well. Yeah. You know, you can usually work out someone's email format from... <laughs> What is their name and where it is that they work? Next minute, man, Rita and I are going to get inundated with <laughs> yeah. emails. Well, I mean, you want to <laughs> have you, you want to have a value proposition that hi, I've thought about what it is I want to ask you. Can I have half an hour of your time? Hmm. And unless someone's really busy or there's another reason why it's inappropriate, you know, I love receiving that sort of email. Me too. And but you know, if I'm really busy, I'll try and you know, pass them on to someone else who might mm. work in the area they're interested in or, yeah. you know, not just say no out of hand without trying to have a solution to yeah. to offer. Because no, I think you should, I mean, that's way braver than anything I did when I was at uni. So I'm often kind of like, oh, well, this person must be like really cool because. Yes, I'm always impressed by yeah, it. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, on, you're confident. Good on them. <laughs> I would never have had the guts to do that. But I think so. it's more if we meet you on campus and then you follow up with an email, I think that's completely fine and warranted. And yeah. I'd be happy to meet with someone if I felt like, you know, they had potential and that I could see them at Allen's because mm. ultimately our jobs are to help set people up for success. Irrespective of if they come to Allen's or if they go to another mm. firm, I think our job is not just limited to recruiting future lawyers for Allens. It's helping students figure out what they want to do. Career gurus. I mean, I should probably change my job title. <laughs> yeah, that should be your email signature. Geneva and I did once have um, dealings with for a different project with a person whose title was success manager. I loved that. And I really felt that that was the ultimate in job title. Oh. It was no, amazing. well, you actually, we've missed our usual first question, but Lauren and I did discuss earlier before we started recording her favourite podcast um, or one that she's listening to right now. The job title of the person who's running this podcast is wild. Yeah. Lauren? The podcast is called Seize the Yay. So it's Sarah Holloway, who actually used to be a lawyer. I don't even know how I discovered the podcast, but I text you about it, Geneva, and I you said always that you send me good recommendations. But her job title now, she's not a lawyer, is a fun entrepreneur. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there was also, I was saying, there's she starts her podcast and there's a jingle. And I almost didn't know. I'm really, no, I mean, I'm not a jingle person and I can't sing, so I'm not even going to try. You could be. There's a fancy mic right in front of you. I know. I'm also, everyone can sing. No, we've already had this conversation. <laughs> yes. It's musicality can be learned. No, and it can Good Look, to go. Everyone can sing, but not everybody should sing. Just because, you two, <laughs> just because you two can sing does not mean everyone can. Can I sing at your wedding? No. 
Okay. Can Rose sing it? <laughs> okay, I actually just got asked to MC a close friend's wedding who is also at Allen's and I got really excited about it. I was like, this is such a privilege. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm going to have a speech. There'll be jokes. There'll be little anecdotes about you guys. And you could sort of see her and her fiancé's eyes growing larger and larger. Oh, we've made a huge mistake. And but now like, they can't back out. Oh, shall I write you a song? And they both just looked at me and I was like, okay, no song. Um, when Rose announced this to me, she was like, I'm going to come up with so many puns. It's going to be amazing. Like, what puns can I make on their so names? Punny. Yeah, and we were like, oh, Rose. I actually have really struggled, so there may be no puns. Oh, I'm sure you'll have some. I've met you, so I know there'll be puns. For people like me in Geneva who found out about what Alan's was when they thought, oh, applications are due in a month, I probably should get on top of that. What are the sorts of things that it's important to do as part of your application. You know, there's obviously a couple of key steps throughout the process. There's cover letter, putting your resume and your transcript together. Then there's a couple of interview stages, depending on what state you're in, and cocktail parties. Can you walk us through very briefly? um, I'm sure most people who are listening will know a bit about that, but any other sort of tips and tricks that you get asked or frequently asked questions, that kind of thing? A majority of the people that do apply fit into the bucket of you both where (laughs) (laughs) applications are closing in two weeks time. Um, They've done no research on the firms. They don't even know what Alan's does, but they produce a pretty strong application. They like the red frogs. (laughs) (laughs) And they make it through. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of doing your research into the firm that you're applying to. And while those conversations that you have with people and the insights into the firm kind of be on the website and what you read in the news are a bit more beneficial, it's just about in my opinion, how you articulate that in your application Mm. and how you then relate that to your motivations, how certain aspects of whatever firm you apply to resonates with you and your ambitions. I think those are the applications that stand out to us Mm. and just little things like get the firm name right, address (laughs) it to the right person. Um, I had an application this year, the cover letter said at the beginning, you know, I'm applying for a clerkship square bracket insert firm name here close square bracket so yeah don't don't be that person I think so you're speaking about the process I think it's important to note that the legal recruitment landscape is actually changing so it's not as much the two interviews it's not as much the cocktail parties a lot of it is going more down the technology route so the use of AI in recruitment I know that a lot of firms are kind of introducing that the use of testing you know Manry and I spend so much time reviewing candidates' CVs and cover letters and half the time people have their template that their university has given them saying this is a CV template, just fill in the blanks with your experience or what does a good cover letter look like? And I think it's important that your CV should be true to you and have what you what your experiences you've had but equally your cv should be all your experiences and your cover letter should be your sales pitch so it should really be a compelling reason as to why we should invite you in to interview and should leave us wanting to get to know a bit more because if you put everything in your cover letter everything in your cv what are you going to speak about in your interview bachelor The Bachelor's over. It's The Bachelor right now. I'm all about it too. It is such a good season. As Lauren said, the legal landscape is changing and we're always reviewing our application process as well. So, you know, what it looks like next year could be different to, to the process this year. Yeah. And I think we're always asking for feedback as well from candidates. And the thing is, 
we're not going to please everyone. And ultimately, we have a job to do in recruiting future grads for the firm. But in terms of the feedback, we're always asking for feedback on our clerkship program, the recruitment process, what we can be doing better. And I feel like that feedback is so valuable. And Mm. we really encourage any students to kind of help us with that. Absolutely. Is a lot of that feedback. We wish there were more episodes of Alan's Confidential. Um, <laughs> just no. say yes to her, Laura. Yes, Geneva. Like many students have requested, we no longer put out episodes. No, but to be honest, even in cover letters, some people have mentioned the podcast. And I do feel like that's the sort of thing that shows you've done your research. I remember when I was doing my cover letter, I had gone through the whole website of Alan's, and Alan's was the place that I had sort of, I don't know, liked people the most of all of the places that I was at, I guess. But I'd spent quite a bit of time on the website pulling out key phrases and in my cover letter I put lots of like trusted advisor and lifelong learning and types of things that I'd seen that were the Alan's catchphrases that resonated with me. And I feel like that's the sort of, you know, if you know a bit about what the firm's up to Mm. and Mm. that's a good way to distinguish yourself, I think, from the rest. Like, you know, part of what you're applying to do is a job that's very heavy research. Prove that you can do that before you come here, you know. And this is why you're here. (laughs) Did you think we had one of those systems where I get asked all the time, do we like scan our applications and does it pick up certain buzzwords that we use and then you progress? No, we don't do that. I didn't even know that existed. No, but I also, but I think people, you know, I have no idea actually, but my strategy was to be, to try and put something forward that, you know, authentic to me, but that resonated with the people who were going to read my letter because it was part of the way that the firm puts itself out into the market Mm. as well. Yeah. I. It's a, it's a way of showing fit. Well, I did that not not at Allen's, but at a different firm that I applied for. They had sort of like these three recurring values that just existed everywhere on their mm. website. So I structured my cover letter under like I had the subheading of each of the values. And unfortunately, the woman who interviewed me had literally just come from another firm and was subbing in for someone else who was sick the day of my interview. So when we got into the room, she had read nothing of my application. She was like, I'm so sorry, please just give me a minute to read this. And then she sat there and she was like, oh, that's quite good. I've liked that you've done that. And I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> I think so that's real-time feedback. Yeah, it was. I felt very good about myself. Back to the the CV screen point and the use of testing and AI, I think the reason why firms are moving more towards that is because I mean, as we've already said, we receive so many applications. It's so hard to actually differentiate from one candidate to the next. Um, And if anything, it just it helps us to recruit kind of the right people and make sure that we're bringing through people that are going to be great lawyers. Because if you think about it, we are the only industry that doesn't actually assess someone's ability to do the job before they start. You can't gauge how great a lawyer someone's going to be in a one hour interview. Very true. Or even three years after they started working somewhere. (laughs) And I think we're also... um, Jury's out on us. (laughs) In kind of reviewing the application process and things like that, we're definitely keeping in mind and trying to find that balance between candidate experience Mm. and us as recruiters getting the information that we need from each candidate because we totally understand and can appreciate that candidates are applying for so many different applications and within each application there's so many different steps so that's definitely something that's kind of front of mind for us to make sure that the candidate is having a a good experience yeah well, I think to draw out on that, because something comes up a lot, a part of what makes the experience so stressful is that you are applying to multiple firms and you're doing multiple events. If it was just one firm, it wouldn't be that bad. And you're probably also submitting assignments for four mm, courses. Exactly. And, yeah. Possibly traveling. 
But what Absolutely. I find a lot is that students feel really awkward about admitting that they're interviewing somewhere else or that they've got another cocktail function to go to. And I would just like to take this opportunity to say, we know it's fine. Mm. Really don't feel embarrassed about it. We all did it. Please don't also, stress about food. that. It's not rude to eat the food. The eat food the is food. delicious. It's way better than most of what you're going to get when you're a student. <laughs> and then when you get a job here, you get bored of it. But I remember at the time being like, oh, this is the most exciting canapé I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but I must not take it because I'll spill food all over myself. <laughs> Although this year, the first thing I did was pick up, we had like little mini pizzas circulating and I took one bite and just dropped it everywhere on the floor. And I was just kind of like, well, thank God I'm not applying because this would have been very embarrassing to me. <laughs> I was there to witness it. Yep. I feel like, you know, it's good. You're breaking the ice for the people who are... Well, I tried to sort of clean it a bit with my serviette and then it sort of just made it worse as a stain on the floor so then I just moved away from that spot. <laughs> <laughs> hope no one saw it except Lauren. But I think... To your point and it being stressful, we completely appreciate that as well. And it's Manry and myself and Rach and the team and everyone else in the in the firm's job to help you through the process. We're not there to trip you up. We actually want everyone to succeed. And I think in us giving candidates buddies throughout the process as well, it just means they've got someone that's not involved in the ultimate decision on whether or not they're going to get a job to answer any silly questions that they might have, which actually aren't silly questions because you guys probably thought the same thing when you were going through the process. Yes. And also, why would you know the answer? Like, this is a bit of a weird foreign world. It's not what you learn about in uni. No one really expects you to know anything necessarily about the firms because it's hard to know. Mm. Mm. And like Lauren said, we're not here to just recruit for Allens. I mean, obviously, it's great if you do come to Allens, but we're here. <laughs> Our role is to help students giving them information and setting them up for success for their legal career wherever it may be and equipping them with those skills yeah what is the best piece of advice that you could give to law students who are looking at applying to allens or to any other firm yeah but mostly, <laughs> mostly allens. <laughs> so i think this has been a bit of a common theme throughout our conversation today but mine as cliche as it is once again I apologize is to just be yourself be genuine to who you are we don't have a mold that we're trying to fit our people into we welcome diversity and you know we want you to be able to as Lauren said bring your whole self to work and just feel comfortable not only while you're working here but when you're meeting up people when you're going through the recruitment process so yeah just be yourself and be authentic and true to who you are. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. My advice would be to run your own race. I know that with, you know, the rise of social media, everyone is kind of comparing what they're doing to everyone else. Oh, I the whirlpool forums. <laughs> yes, Love exactly. Him. Whirlpool. Oh. Anyway, um, I think it's so important to just keep your eyes on the prize and the, st the steps ahead, the immediate steps ahead, you know, don't think way too far in advance mm. that you get totally overwhelmed. I think it is such a busy time going through each of the recruitment processes at each of the different firms. You just need to make sure that you run your own race, stay in your own lane. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing because it is just going to stress you out even more. As Lauren often tells me, comparison is the thief of joy. The thief of joy. I read that on Instagram once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that insightful note into Instagram, we might wrap up. <laughs> Thank you both so much for joining us today. I think this is probably an episode that people will be looking forward to the most to hear it directly from you guys. And I think really reassuring to hear the people on the other side of things. It makes it way less scary. And I think now everyone can see how charming and fun and delightful you are, which makes the process much more exciting and fun. Thank you. And please do not all email Manreet and I <laughs> <laughs> straight away. 
Thanks for having us. And if any student that's listening wants to register to Meet and Engage or anything like that, just jump on our website. Um, and yeah, we run Meet and Engage sessions throughout the year. Hashtag call to action. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, that actually is our final episode of season three of Alan's Confidential. So thank you everyone so much for listening. We've really enjoyed speaking to our guests this season. And I have really enjoyed speaking with you, Rose, as well. I always enjoy speaking with you, Geneva. Great. Well, thanks so much for listening. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And we'll see you next season for Alan's Confidential. Confidential.